Hello and welcome to another uh, Celtic Bitting Paul podcast with Mikey Dahl and the great Dan Devaney. How are you doing? Brilliant, yeah, yeah. Delighted to uh, be on, delighted to be here. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, happy New Year. So so Dan said, what are we going to talk about? So we might as well talk about... uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, the, the Celtic thing is a, a conundrum. Maybe Mikey Dow can help us with what's happening, how we're feeling, what's actually happening, what we think's happening. Could Rangers win the league? Could Celtic just, just be a blip? What else? Could we buy really good players? No loan signings in the January transfer mm-hmm. window. Have the board made a massive decision. Have Celtic fans sleepwalked into... A Brendan Rogers five-year contract or something. Are Celtic able to break the break the the low block? Do we have a team capable? Do we have a manager capable? Uh, is European football now just a pipe dream that we'll never see in our our lifetimes? Why can other teams do it and we can't do it? Uh, well, that's a nice stuff. Are the board in the wrong place? Are we just going to the lowest common denominator and making money X, Y and Z but not really giving the fans what they want or is this what the fans want? Just, I, just I beat and beat Rangers? Or not? Love... So like, that's all the stuff that's on my head guys so you can help me unpick. I would love for somebody to go back and go back to the press conference when the rat came back and he said that obviously they'd had a conversation with the board and he had been it spoke about what happened the last time. And these weren't his exact words, but it, it, it came along, I came across that he'd been promised that bit more and everybody assumed that to be a bit of money to go to Europe and have a good go at it. But that doesn't seem to have happened. And it doesn't seem as if it's going to happen in January. And you're now hearing all these wee stories that oh, we're going to spend big, we're going to spend big. We all know we're not going to spend big. It's a... Not a hope in hell we're going to spend big. We can't spend big, you know what I mean? We just can't. It's no the model. It's no sustainable. Um, but I'd love to know exactly what the promises that were made were and how much they were going to back them. Because I, I, I just don't see it happening. I don't know if you do, um, but I definitely don't. Like if if, it is, if the promises that were made for were guys like. Um, Kelly coming in and um, Palmer coming in. No, I mean after losing big name players. Um, I don't know. I just that's like you're saying, Paul. Like you're just kind of disheartened with the whole Europe thing. And are we ever going to get there? You'd love to think we will. Um, the, the Lazio defeat was um, in in Rome was obviously a big kick up the arse. Yeah, maybe fire another home. Fair enough, but. It was just um, same old, same old again. And as for the league, we've been huffing and puffing in December. Yes, we beat uh, them um, and the big decider there at Celtic Park. And we did okay against um, St Martin and they're up to um, the hands game against Lavi and that. So it was okay in that regard. But I just, there's no there's no real positives coming for Celtic Park, I don't think. We've got injuries. We've got guys away uh, at the Asian Cup now. Um, the January windows open, I think it's open now. But yeah, yeah. I don't see much happening, and I can't see much. I'd like to hope I'm wrong, but I don't see it happening. I think scales has been a big, massive, um, a big what's the word? Slice of luck for the board, considering all the injuries we've had in defence, letting Starfield go. Scales has come in and done a good job, but now we've got Carter Vickers carrying an injury. There's no faith in Lagerbielka. Well, she's done his shoulder. You know what I mean? So I think they've got lucky with skills in that regard as well. It's just kind of holding them up. But listen, that's just how you bit of rant and rave. But anyway, we're top of the league. <laughs> we're still on the Scottish Cup, even though I've not played in it yet. And, um, Mikey, Mikey, you should take it away, Mikey. I mean, look, that, that's the reason why we should do these podcasts more often so we can we can get this off our chest. But I mean, that's the reason why we do it. So you, Mikey, you... I'm not, I don't know. Give us some positivity, Mikey. Positivity, come on. Um, I mean, positivity would be we beat <laughs> we beat Rangers. No, that was it. Like we beat Rangers with two 
really, really good bits of quality. You know, I was uh, I was at that game, just name drop there. Um, <laughs> Look at yourself. Ticket, thanks to Martin Henry. But um, the thing that was really evident in that game was we just had that level above in terms of quality. We had Callum McGregor in the middle of the park, best player on the pitch by a country mile. Someone that just looked born to play in one of those derby matches, to be honest. He was everywhere. He was absolutely brilliant. And then the two strikes, especially Kyogo's strike, where I think the Rangers manager actually said it, world class. That's a phrase that gets bandied about too easily, in my opinion. But it was an amazing, amazing uh, an amazing goal and I thought that in the key moments our players stood up so there's the positives for me negatives I've still got no faith in that still don't have any faith in that team like the, the substitutions in that game we, we just basically seem to be easily thrown off our thrown off course if you know what I mean there's a fragility about that team that is I don't really don't really understand Um and that's that's a negative for me. That as much as I think we can turn up and probably beat Rangers two more times, I feel that any you know any spanner on the works can you know can throw us off course way more than it should do. Whereas under Postecoglou, it was like one one player out, next player in, you know, ready to go. There seems a lot of just it just lacks that kind of fluidity. That would be my. And that would that's why I'm no I'm not as optimistic as some of the other Celtic Da podcasts that I listen to that oh yeah we've got a you know we've got a elite level coach here that's just you know going to come in and boss it because he's just he's just brilliant you know what I mean and I'm like nah it doesn't work like that so but there's a problem go. Mikey with that I mean that just let me take that point on the problem with that is that a lot of these podcasts a lot of these guys spent a lot of time in the summer. In fact, they all did. Every single podcast they listened to, 20 Minute Tim's Underground, a state of mind, they all accepted Rogers, Rogers back without much of analysis. Elite level, world-class coach. A lot of them can't really, they can't go full 180 on it yet because yeah. they all just, and that's, I mean, that's reasons for press passes, that's reasons because they want to, what, what, what they want, I don't know. Maybe they just don't engage their brains. That often, but the fact of the matter is that Rogers was welcomed in by that. And in, in this, the, the, the points with Rogers uh, that, in that scenario was that he'd had to change his ways playing football, he's kept the way he's playing football, and sometimes it's just not great to watch when you're playing against teams of lesser stature or whatever, whatever it is, just teams that and we seem to be found out a bit more. And then these guys have to try and Work out what what a world class as their in their words a manager does in that scenario and uh, yeah I mean that, that's that's what happened I mean we, we were just a bit more sort of like let's wait and see but the fact is my positive Dan would be that this is a challenge for Brendan Rodgers and, and his ego would his ego take getting beat off Rangers and losing the league. And really, this might be the change, and he might have to change his philosophy, or change his style, or do something different. Change the backroom staff. There has been changes, hasn't there? But do something different to to make sure he, he gets the title to Celtic Park. I, I don't that, know what you mean, real... Paul. Like, I, I don't think he looks happy. You know, I mean, the games I watch, the very few press conferences I watch, I don't think he looks happy in his job. You know, I may be wrong, but he just doesn't I, seem to be enjoying it. I wonder, I, I have wondered whether, and I think, you know, as much as people deride Scottish football, see the one thing about it, especially at Celtic if, and Rangers, it's proved, like if you're not 100% focused and you think, oh, I'm just going to come up and, you know, fold my arms at Scottish football, I've managed in the Premier League, this will be a piece of cake. And I think that's when Scottish football can come back and bite you in the arse. And I, I think there's been a bit of that from Brendan Rodgers. Oh, I've done that before. It was easy. Um, you know, I can I can just go up there and cruise it and almost like not really had a plan. Also coming in to a team that were playing, you know, that were successful, so didn't need taking up a level. It was like a different, it was a sort of different challenge and I don't, personally don't think he was 
you know, I, I still don't think he was the right coach to come in and take take over from what Postecoglou had done for the two years before. So I definitely feel like there's a bit of that. He's probably been a bit shocked, Ari. You know, he's he's so arrogant he probably wouldn't have wanted to change his philosophy. So I, de- you know, I think there's definitely a bit of that. Um, yeah, and then, but then I totally, you know, the Celtic board are now getting a lot of flack. But I mean, they should have known that when they appointed Rodgers, they were opening themselves up to the same stick that they got three or four years ago. Or, you know. Why he left Terminado and all of that. So, you know, I've got no sympathy for the Celtic board either. Um, you know, I, I don't think he was the right appointment. But having said that, still think there are on the positive side that, you know, he has been able to beat them twice. And I did think the three games leading up to the January break, we, we seem to be a good bit better overall. I thought Dan, I thought he looked more engaged in the last three games. Looking at him and listening to his sort of what he was coming out with, I thought he sort of got the the whininess about players or quality or whatever the word he's using all the time. I thought to myself, maybe I think he has en- engaged himself because I, I I can remember me and you talking about it. I was just watching his demeanour and the Simon the Simon game. I thought, yeah, he was he looked he looked like he, he knows what he's got to do now. Well, or not that will come out in the January transfer window. I'm not sure. My other point, and you know, a lot of people say are expecting a lot of activity in January and expecting to go out and buy X million pound player, which I agree, Dan, is it's not going to happen. But also, he's had Bernardo, Paulo Bernardo, since when? Late August, and he's only now discovered yeah. that he's actually got a pretty good player there. That Navrocki came on against Rangers, nowhere to be seen for the last two months, but he looked good. Do you know what I mean? Whereas he's been. That's what I mean about not really seeming to have a focus or a plan. I do almost feel like he's, whether it was by luck or design, he seems to have like finally realised, oh, maybe I can start utilising some of these players that were bought in, bought in the summer now that, you know, because Navrotsky's never really been given a fair crack of the whip. Neither's Bernardo. I mean, this, the Bernard, other Bernardo definitely. Navrat- yeah, I mean, now, you know, you're now looking at him going, right, we've got a serious prospect here. I mean, uh, he should be on, like, game 12 or 15. You know, uh, his streak of continued, you know what I mean, consecutive starts to see if we've got a player here. But it's just almost like Rodgers has stumbled upon him. Certainly, funnily enough, someone that's come through the Benfica Academy and is a Portuguese under-21 player is actually a pretty good footballer. Uh, we should have been found, you know, he should have found that out a long time ago, that... So that just all feeds into my thought that he just hasn't really had a, a tight plan when he took the job. It's just like, oh yeah, I'll take that job. This is a skoosh. So and then you wonder because he's a different type of manager at Postecoglou as well. At Postecoglou, wouldn't he be at the training ground as much? Kind of like a Martin O'Neill approach, apparently. But Rogers is there every day. Yeah. So if Rogers is there every day, you would think he'd be able to spot that um, better player first and foremost. And get yeah. reported back, you would assume, but maybe we're wrong. But I, but yeah. Bernardo definitely sh- like it should have been seen before. Naroki, fair enough, he started at the start of the season, got injured, he's been out for a good while. Um, but then even Stephen Welsh, Stephen Welsh did a good game against Rangers until he'd done his shoulder. You know yeah. what I mean? I, he, nothing troubled him really. He thought he was he was pretty confident. One most every ball he was asked to uh, go for. I've um, got no problem with Stephen. I think Stephen Welsh is a good player. To be honest, and I know he gets a lot of people. Like, I've heard, well, not a lot, but you know, I have heard it said, "Oh God, Welsh is playing on no." And I'm like, it's not justified based on what he's done for Celtic. He's been a fairly solid player. Do you not think that Rogers would take credit for the way he took Bernardo and gave him some European games and sort of sort of moved his process into Celtic? He sort of he didn't expose him too early. He was kind of under the radar. He played 20 minutes in different games. And so, no, Rogers so not, was, no, not so was, uh, no, he was kind of forced into it, was he not? Yeah, didn't feel like that. Hitati getting injured. Yeah, Hitati, Awata, even tried Awata before him, who then got injured as well. I, I feel like it was almost like his last throw of the last throw of the dice. Like, I'd rather, he'd rather play David Turnbull. Because that was the other thing that I really noticed at the Celtic Rangers game. I thought the biggest reason for us losing our momentum in that last 20-25 minutes was uh, 
was Bernardo going off and Turnbull coming on. We lost so much kind of we lost the legs in the middle of the park. We lost a bit of composure. Turnbull's just he's just a level below. And it's pretty obvious. It was a real um kind of downshift in quality when we made that change. And I suppose the positive is then Hatati coming back. I mean, look, from my point of view with Rodgers, I've sort of came to the conclusion that this is it. So you're hoping then that, okay, he's going to be here, he's not going anywhere. It's the football might be tiresome sometimes, but the fact is that when I thought uh, Alistair Johnson, the St. Manning game was on it. Like, I thought he was, he was really focused and aware of what he had to do. So, they call it focused and aware. What what they had to my wife just brought Rachel just brought me in strong by name, strong by nature, Mister Strong Cup. I would call it the, the point would be that that they maybe the, the Rogers Rogers's methods might get something out of different players, but just not the players that we think he's going to get out of. So maybe Alistair Johnson, maybe Riley, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I just I'm just hopeful that his his ego or his tactical acumen gets him through this because he's not going anywhere. We can't complain about Rogers now. He's not going anywhere. So my head, I'm like, right, okay, this is it. Let's just watch this ride. But the other fact is that Rangers are getting better. Sorry, more stable, and that doesn't give him as much room for wriggle. I mean, two, I mean, two points behind, two points in front, or whatever we are. It's, it's kind of mad. It's kind of mind-blowing how close we are to Rangers, even though they're absolutely rubbish. And that well, just shows you how the, poor we've been. Point, yeah, they're eight points behind us, though. Like, I know that everyone's just assuming they win their two games in hand. Of course they do, but they're not going to lose any one games. One of them's heads away. They are not going to lose any games. They're law, no of way. Averages, law of averages. If you, get a penalty, if you get a penalty every game, or you get a penalty when you're looking like losing, you're, you're going to get through. They they seem to be able to win these, and he will make transfer. That dead that uh, player they bought the curly hair uh, or taking loan deal. He's he's a good player, six foot one. He's exactly what they need. Uh, and and if you watch, I mean, okay, let's look at the Celtic Rangers game, Mikey and Dan. I know you won't like this, but like if I was playing for Rangers, I'd have scored some of those chances your man got. I mean, look, he's just totally out of sync. He doesn't know what he's doing. He reminded me of your man at the weekend playing for Arsenal. He could have played all day and not scored. But a half a decent player with a bit of confidence is scoring against Celtic. At least one of these chances. Now, that doesn't matter. You beat what you're up against. But if if uh, Philippe can change change that pattern and change put somebody more confident at least in there and a bit more agile about them, in Celtic, that game's different. Just obviously, it's not happened, so that's fine. The next game's different, but you can't keep up giving chances like that against not a nothing player, nothing players. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I, 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 I am really interested. I'm really interested to see what Rogers does in January, Dan. I, again, we're not. I'm not interested in big money signings. I'm just interested in what sort of what sort of quality he can bring. I mean, but then when you look at the guy, Leeds was the Leeds United player, strike nah. you're just nah, nah. Gerhard or whatever the hell his name is. Well, what about the other guy we've been linked with strongly, the Bronby player? I think he's like, I don't know if he's Swedish or Danish. We were heavily linked with him back end of the last window. He scored six yeah. or seven goals for Bromby. This year, he seems to be back on the radar. Um, I, I get mixed up with Hoydonk's son. Well, yeah, I mean, he's also, I think he, I mean, but there's clearly, they're clearly looking for a striker. This guy, the Bromby striker and Van Hoydonk's son, is, they're, you know, they're, they're clearly on the list. Um, so, he's, you know, I would say that he's definitely looking for another option up front. So... I mean, someday we might have gone for the the tournament and always know. Well, he's not going to be given his chance, but he's he's all right. But if he gets injured, then you're totally screwed. You get Mikey Johnson yeah. up front. I must say, like 
I've been a bit disappointed, you know. I thought he was really going to kick on this year. And he's kind of done it in fits and spots. But then, to be fair, you know, he's probably got his starts when we as a team weren't playing that well. Um, so, yeah, don't know. Jury's still out, still hopeful, but I've been a bit disappointed in him this season. But you so it'd be me- nice to have another option, basically, up front. So Dan, what are you thinking then? You're, let's just go look at it then. A team that a Celtic team that could win the league. Actually, I mean, really, we're looking for is a team with a bit of grit about them to win the league. So you're you're looking at okay, Hart plays because there's nobody else. You've got, are you still are you are you one of these Taylor people that I mean, geez, Taylor gets a lot. Of, I, I, I no, think Taylor, I like Taylor. Play, yeah, I think I like Taylor, Taylor really gives us everything we need. Really he does, and hard. He, he's the easy scapegoat with the whole Rangers link and all that. If anything's gone wrong, we'll just point to Taylor, you know what I mean? I thought he was, I thought he was outstanding. Nah, I like Taylor, I think he's good. He gives great options down the wing. His passing is actually really good um, the majority of the time. You know, some of his through balls for goal. goals. Ah, exactly. And some of his set, setups, now um, split, defence splitting passes he puts through sometimes are absolutely brilliant. And I's goal there against who was that? Lovey, St. no, St. Mumford. Yeah, he scored against yeah. Yeah, we flick over for Bernardo again. No, so I, I, I like him. And then I suppose if I go on, it's scales in the middle. Vickers, I don't know if when when and if he's coming back, but it will have to be in because Lager Bielka obviously they've zero confidence in him at all. He's but getting punted. It has to I be. I don't know what I don't know what he's done. Like I mean, Swedish player the, of the year. The Swedish player is in the Swedish team of the year. He gets picked ahead of Starfelt for Sweden in a recent Sweden. So he's not, a, you know, he's not a donkey. I don't know what he's. Yeah, but Rogers definitely. Rogers does not seem to want him hanging about. So I don't know what the the deal is with that one. Seems quite strange to me. So we're looking at we're looking at Welsh, and then I don't know. Like is that is that Phillips goes away home? Obviously, Phillips wasn't a cup of, everybody's cup of tea. <laughs> say the least. To say the least. So, Shane, Carter Shane Vickers. Duffy, Shane Duffy with a mask on. Carter Vickers then. I mean, the old Carter Vickers coming back with Welsh or Scales, then that's pretty solid. And the Rocky? Or Navrotsky. Rocky, yeah. You know, don't forget, cost us four million quid. He's not like, you know, for me, that's not a project signing. That's someone that's played in, I think he was in the Austrian League. Could be wrong, yeah. but and then again, we go to Johnson, right? So we go to Johnson right back in Ralston. I would, I think Johnson's had a poor season, to be honest. I know yeah. you're saying he was on it against St. Murn, but I think he's been. I thought he up. was. I thought he was on it against St. Murn, but it's the first time I've really seen him on it. He was he had a diving poor game against there. Rangers. He was poor against Rangers. He gave the ball away quite a lot. He was. Um, that scene I got the run on him a few times. I don't think he had a good game against Rangers personally. So would, oh, you look at, would you look at a right-back and bringing in a right-back um, to push him? Uh, yes, I would. Um, but only... I think Ralston's fine for Scotland, but I don't think Rogers rates him or trusts him. So I think we probably should be looking for a backup right-back. Rogers is funny, but Mikey, Rogers doesn't rate him or trust him until he does. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he, Ralston's another one that I don't have a problem with. I think he is a, a, a good Scottish-level right-back. Don't get the fuss. I don't get why everyone wets their pants over him. I think he's a fine player for Celtic. Quite actually, probably a better crosser of the ball than Alistair Johnson. Yeah, yeah. So look at the midfield then, uh, Dan. So you, McGregor, yeah. McGregor mm-hmm. is a championship Champions class. League. Champions League player. Uh, when you look at some of the English players, I mean, he's, he's really good. He's just a really good, solid player. Now, Dan, take us away then, the midfield. No, it has to be, it has to be O'Reilly. Yeah, okay. And Bernardo. But is O'Reilly staying? Is O'Reilly yeah. staying? Is O'Reilly going to stay? Do you, do you think? In this window, I think he yeah, will. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because of Denmark or because... No, I do think you, he's enjoying his football still. Yeah. I don't think he'll go. He might listen. If a big bid comes in from the, the board will tell me, well, you know what I mean? But... <laughs> um, 
I don't think the English team spend money in this window. I don't know if it's like a financial fair play thing, but they don't seem to throw throw the cash around as much. So yeah, I, t- I suppose t- money for O'Reilly is nearly English league money. You know what I mean? Like, what, what are they going to get for O'Reilly? 20, 20 million? Or I don't know. How much is he going for? 15, 20? I don't know. So okay, so you're, you're saying that O'Reilly's not going. I think he has. Well, he will. But anyway, so O'Reilly, McGregor, Bernardo, Hatati. Is that enough? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I still think we. I still think we need the ten opener. I think we still need somebody. Yeah, be a bit different in there. I mean, the other players that. Would you not say Bernardo's pass for Taylor was a bit of a sort of ten opener type? Pass. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm sorry, no, I'm not saying that he's not got that. I'm saying we need somebody else again as well, you know what I mean? We need more and more of that sort of creative stuff. Because when they're passing the ball about, you need somebody just to, to go for it. So, so I mean, remember, t- 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 Turnbull was doing stuff like that. Remember last season? It was that game at Dundee United, it was absolutely unplayable. Some games, it was flying, then he got injured. And then still I scores see. from, he still scores from 19, 20 yards out all the time so I'm not writing them off I'm just looking at the team to say do we have enough players enough get up and go about them to win this league that's all at, at, at the current moment the current moment like Alistair Johnson last year would have been like right, no qualms he's brilliant he's a, he seems to be an upgrade or he seems to be on the same level then they, they go off the boil Carter Vickers we, Carter Vickers suddenly we just don't really know we're quite hesitant about him all of a sudden so it's just funny. It's just trying to look at the team and say, look, where do we need to change up? If you go to right and left wings in, I mean, Mahida's not around. Is Palma around at all? Yang? Are you, sell, are you sold in Yang, Mikey Dal? I'm not. I've no. got to be honest. I'm not. He's, yeah, he, he, I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. <laughs> I, I really, he's, he's a lot of worms to do well so well, but he just doesn't. Yeah, but no, he, he hasn't. Like he's an element, just hasn't grabbed his chance. Looked quite good at the start. Um, oh, by the way, there's someone you forgot in the midfield, which is that Odin Tiago homeboy, who I don't know where he's ended up now. He seemed, he seemed to be quite in favour at the start, and now he's not even making the match day squads again. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Is the thing is, we can talk about players, Hawata and stuff like that, but. I mean, as Dan's, Dan looks at this for years and years, and we can talk about these players, but they never play. Yeah, no, they just look, don't get the game. To answer your question, no, I wouldn't be hanging my hat on Odin Home helping us win the league. You know what I mean? So, no. I hope I he does, but like, I hope he does. Maybe I'm next year or the year player. after, but yeah, it feels like he needs a loan to another Scottish club or something like that, just to try and get him climatised, a bit like Chris Iyer or whatever. Um, Born as well. Who? Quan? Quan? Yeah. Never even seen that. Has he even played? Ah, he's played once, I think. Maybe twice. But he's a tall, again. athletic look, looking guy. Didn't he look okay at Wolves? Didn't he? I'll maybe watch them. Ah, ah, he's alright. He's, he's, he's won for us in the league against, I can't remember what game it was, and it just reminded me of Adam Virgo's debut, who he's from a bit mad. <laughs> <laughs> just chasing things for no reason. But um, no, it didn't fill me much. Uh, didn't give me much hope. But uh, on the wings, like Palma, I think Palma's been off the boil a bit as well. He's, I don't know what. Anytime the camera goes on him, he just seems to have a big cheese in his face. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. Anytime he fucks up, which is quite a lot, he just a big cheese and he stares up at the screen to see what his face is look like. Okay, like, fancy himself. Um, a bad is back, which is great. Don't know. Yeah, great. Be around. Well, it's only I back, so yeah. I think so. This window, I mean, I think he'd leave if he got the chance. Um, it's just it doesn't seem to. I mean, you need to get a good run of games of playing good football. To I mean, where does he go? Sheffield United or something? I don't know. I don't know about that. It's good to see him back. Sutton was really interesting talking about his his ability to score goals and chances if you look at Yang and Yang just does his same shot all the time he has this mad shot but he's a bad you know there's going to be goals there if there's good movement or good touches of touches of football he's on it he can read those passes you know 
The ba- oh, base all that political you've... stuff though has upset him. Or does that just have been... papered up? I don't know. And if he wants his multi, if he wants his multi-million move, he needs to stick in six months with Celtic, and then go in the summer. I think the injuries sort of knocked him back a wee bit. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Again, that might be naivete, naivete from young Paul here. But, but you've got Yang, then you've got Palmer, you've got Abada, and you've got Mikey Johnson, and you've oh, got James Forrest. Is that it? Is that the wingers? Yang, that's... Maida, Abada. Or my design. Are we for a couple of weeks? Yeah. Okay, yeah. We d- we need something else in the wing. I think we need. Yeah. I mean, it's and easy then, to say we need Yot. We need Yota, don't we? Yeah. Really bad. You could, or you could sing it, Mikey. You could sing it. You could sing it. We need Yota on the wing. You could sing Yota that. on the wing. No. We do though. We do. We need someone like Jota. It doesn't seem good. Said and done. Dan doesn't you know, it doesn't seem that it doesn't seem that strong when you take Maeda and Abad out it, don't you? You sort of No. Well oh, Yang and Quan have the really they were about summer signings, like they've not really set the head of the light by any stretch of the imagination, you know? Yeah. Is that boy is the Australian boy went back to Australia? He's playing with him in the Asian Cup. He's playing in the Asian Cup. I don't know how that like he's he start he's like he's in the squad like tr- he's training the for the Asian Cup yeah he's <laughs> never to be seen here. Australia always do that. Remember we got that other boy from like City Alzani or something like that and like he was like ten caps for Australia couldn't yeah. kick his own ass. Well, he was um, a good football player. He just got injured. Did he not get injured? Then? He came on at Dems Park, done a little shimmy and a step over, yeah, yeah, yeah. cruciate. I don't know, I mean, that was not. <laughs> that was I not big enough sample size to see. <laughs> <laughs> They've always got great names, but in Zaggy, Tilly, you know what I mean? Yeah, Tilly was George's replacement, wasn't it? Apparently, that was, that's what Roger said, I when he joined it, yeah. Um, home was I don't know home was the new Tiago Al- Alcantara so maybe we'll get Jota back you don't he'll win go, leagues you'll go to get, Spurs though you know get Juranovic back his, his teams at the bottom of the Bundesliga get him back as well for right back <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then we go to up front and just two players eh Get Rob Rab- Douglas back and go as well okay. yeah Mikey Johnson who, like, Mikey Johnson just kind of baffles me the whole Mickey Johnson like how does that work you just kind of hang around for years and then suddenly you're back up front for Celtic like that's that's like an ongoing dream or a nightmare depending what Mickey and if Johnson you're a fan or if up. you're Mickey Johnson aye maybe it's a nightmare for Mickey like oh god I'm up front again I've got a score or something I don't know it's just an amazing story but it's that Scottish quota thing that keeps these players hanging around there's no way years ago these guys had been hanging around but they are because we need to have 10 players or something like that so it's just an interesting like if Mikey Johnson is happy to come on against Dundee for the last 10 minutes and maybe score a goal or two and he's happy to just have his career like that then obviously he can stick around but he's not even good enough whereas I would say Ralston's good enough to start Scottish Premier League games I don't think Mikey Johnson's good enough to he's only good for the last 15 to 20 minutes when defences are possibly tired and that's at a Scottish level if he's happy with that and Celtic are happy to keep paying him to do that role and he fits in a quota then that's fine but it's not he not, should not, not be anywhere near a Celtic starting 11 and there's been a big he's been here long enough for us, for that to be a fair conclusion for everyone to draw he, he can join the he can join the Scott Bain bandwagon yeah 100% body of evidence you're that? saying there's a body of evidence sing like Daniel Prodan style oh but okay so but then okay so let's look at the other way Everybody's right. Rogers is a world-class manager. He can spot a talent anywhere, and he comes back. And Mikey Johnson's the best player in training. And we've got this rough diamond that nobody in the world has seen him play before, and we keep going back to. I mean, is that just something that's is this player going to catch the hell on fire? 
the next three or four months and one is the league? Jerry Craney style? Nope. No? Jerry Craney never won as a league, did he? No, but you know what I mean? Like he's scoring like twenty <laughs> goals. You know what I mean? Like he becomes he becomes like a, a great striker. Driver. SPFL or whatever it's called. So there's no chance in your minds that Mikey Johnson's gonna do that. Even though he's kinda he's getting the engine started. You bet. He was another one, the visible drop off when he came on compared to even Louis Palmer, who's not a, wasn't having you know, just that discipline to actually sit in front of Greg Taylor, play the role that he was meant to play. He was just like getting the ball, try to beat people, going over at the slightest of touches, complaining about not getting a foul, and then we were totally out of shape. It's just he's not, you know, let's say if you're one or, one or two nil up against Dundee, that's a, it's fine. You know, he's got the wee tricky feet in that. Yeah, but yeah, uh, not, not to make a difference or, or help you not, not a course and distance player. So there we go if, to... if, if, if there's one thing I'd say for Yang is the last couple of twice Yankees come on, he's actually had to go to the defence. Now, maybe it's the yeah, scenario yeah. You're, you're saying, Mikey, I bet they could bring him on against a tired defence. Because I thought Palmer was struggling. Yang's going and had a bite of a go, but he had not exactly done super. But go to the fucking team up and um, had a go at them, which Palmer wasn't doing. I just don't like people like I just don't I would never like a striker that the ball runs out runs out on them when they try to get at the byline and the ball runs out I've never just I just I don't know what it is I just don't like players they're doing loads of stuff and the ball runs out you're like hey you just like oh, Mikey Johnson yeah Yang does it and it's, Yang. it's just my Yang, my prejudice one of my prejudices that I walk around in life with if you let the ball go you're just like oh, what are you doing ball trundles over the line and everybody laughs at you I just think like, and then so we, we go to the, yep, go to Kyogo go. then. Just go to Kyogo then. Is Kyogo again? This is the strangest comment. I don't think I'd ever have to make. Is Kyogo the player to win us the league against teams that sit back against us in a Rogers slow, slow, pedantic style? Is Kyogo the player to score what twenty goals we need? Is he? Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, I think that's why they are trying to get another option up front. But how many players in Europe can score a goal that he did against Rangers? That's the issue you've got. Like that was that was quality, and no other striker in Scotland could score a goal like that, in my opinion. So he yeah, actually he actually got his goals in the Champions League last year as well, didn't he? Yeah. Got a couple of goals that he had been missing. We're not playing quick enough. Mikey, how many runs did he make in the Rangers game? You know what I mean? Like, we're not feeding him enough. We're not. That's where we go back to the midfield. But he's making run after run after run, and we're not giving him the ball. So that's fine. He's not going to score, or maybe he is. Maybe he is. Maybe I just think the Rogers way we play football. It's just not. It, sorry, it has not been to this point sharp enough to give us the full Kyogo that we want. So I don't think it's Kyogo's fault. I just think. No. I like. I don't disagree with you, but again, what you got like, you, there's every chance you you don't win that game in the 30th of December if you don't have Kyogo on the team because no one else can do what he did there. I, I'm not dropping. He that's, won as the match. Yeah, but that's the point. The point is, how do you, so Dan Devaney today you get the Celtic job for the next six months? How do you cope? How do you manage? You buy a striker. Like I mean, I mean, and also as well. Let's call a spade a spade. At January time, we have bought a zillion strikers. I mean, absolute guff. Lone strikers. It just doesn't work for us. Because there's nobody in the world going to sell us a striker that's any good. Nobody. In January, it doesn't happen. So if we bring a, a striker in January, how do we dovetail with Kyogo to get the best out of both players? I don't why, know. why is Kyogo... We sign Kyogo as like a right... Not a right winger, but almost like a right centre forward or a centre forward like that. That he actually played on the right, I think. When when we sang, could be wrong on that. Somebody, yeah. But I'm, I'm. He has never been tried as a right winger, or you know, playing where Maeda's playing just now. It baffles me. Like I think you should. I think he would be a better option. I would like to see Maeda on the left, Kyogo on the right. And not have Louis Palma and maybe, you know what I mean, have like a, 
a different striker up front. That's I'd, I think that's worth exploring. Was it was it not at the start of this season that Kyogo was dropping extremely deep, yeah. like extremely deep for the ball, and everybody was going after head. Going, why the hell was a top striker dropping so deep looking for the ball? He should be up front constantly. It looked as if he was giving us a hand, but didn't he? he? Was trying really hard to press or trying really hard to make sure the team was. Sometimes I, I'm not saying he's playing winger, but sometimes when those came on and Kyogo was still on the pitch, which is few and far between, he has went out wide. Uh, no playing yeah. as a winger, but like going out wide to collect the ball. I think he done it at Ibrox at the start of the season. Um, he was out wide a few times, and everybody's gone, what's he doing out there? <laughs> you know what I mean? The guy can only get goals is fucking out in the wing. The other, the other point is that we've been so indoctrinated in this formation we've been playing for the last two and a half years is that we give them a hand. We buy... Or we, but I mean, that the Rangers player, I'm hoping he's not that good, but reading the stuff about him, I'm like, what the hell? This Rangers striker, this Wills guy, seems to be he'd have been a good fit for us, you know what I mean? Football and player could hold up and then Kyogo could play off him. And maybe take some of that stuff away from him and just try and get sort of football in mind in centre forward or number 10 to give him a wee bit more he seems very I think he seems Mikey very isolated you watched him a couple of weeks ago so you tell me he doesn't yeah, no, seem I... to be totally connected to the team so get somebody to connect him to the team yeah and I would like to think that that is the reason we're being linked with so many different types of strikers to try and get more out of Kyogo as well you know because he's like I say he's, there's not many players in Scotland that can score a goal like like that so but there's two ways to get things out of Kyogo isn't there there's the is the he's got somebody in the bench that Kyogo has to score every week or you bring somebody that actually plays with him it goes back to the Sutton and Larson combination the conversation when they started off Sutton said to Larson like, look I'm not here to. I'm here to make you know what I mean I'm here to make you a better player we're here to work with each other you know what I mean if you could get that sort of conversation and that type of player to come in with Kyogo then yeah we win the league we win the league well because you've got intelligent players playing with another intelligent player you know so I wonder I wonder if that's in his mind because uh, I mean you don't want to lose the league because you're, you're sitting on three up front or three players I mean if it's not working and your wingers are not as good as you think they should be what I'm talking about Rodgers then you just get rid of the wingers don't you and just put players on the pitch they'd win you the game oh yeah I don't know no you do you do again we've got such a big squad the bigger the more thing is about just trimming all the excesses in the squad as well do you know what I mean so I can see us getting Maybe one or two loan signings in and like one permanent signing. That's probably the most I think we'll do in the window. But hopefully a lot of the a lot of the dross, not even, not even dross, but just a lot of the players that aren't going to feature are farmed out as well. We just went through the team. And, I mean, you're through the team. It's that is that is it the magic we need three players in? I mean, we've seen loan deals. This, I mean, Phillips. I mean, what do we get from Phillips? Do we get two good games in Europe? Is that enough for us? I don't know. I'm not sure. And okay, let's go back to the wingers. Are these all the wingers that we played at the end of the last season. Danny, they just finished. Orca and what's his face? Are they just not there anymore? We just that get that get um, basically shunned, didn't he? Um, I think he was up to no good back home in Hamilton. So I think he's just been left out of the team. So we're rocking, but then the other guy came on. Who was the other boy? Ben, on ben Summers is away at Dunfermline. Oh, a yes. couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Mitchell Frame. Mitchell yeah. Frame. He's Adam only 18. Frame is good. So you're not going to hang your hat on these players. So, I don't know. It's, it's going to be really interesting. I just don't see... I can't picture I can't picture Frame getting a run in the team. No. Definitely not. He was only there again because of injuries. Yeah, he's even going to be in the bench. You know, I mean, that's some reason he was there. Yeah. So, so that so we've looked at the team. Uh, Celtic have got one focus, and it's the one league, the Scottish Cup, and everything. I mean, and the other thing is that 
that Celtic need to sort out this plastic pitch malarkey as well. They really need to just... Like, we can't be beating, beating off Kilmarnock kind of like carry on. We really need to just... Yeah, I'm really excited about the see. I'm really excited to see what he does in the transfer market. I'm really excited about it. I just hope that we get better quality in and then he can the team can be a bit more a bit more resolute, off the quicker starts, don't get cut down with the sort of football that the Scottish teams not make us play but the Scottish team want us to play. It, it will be interesting to see what his signings are because obviously a lot of the ones, or sorry, most of the ones from the summer, you'd believe are Postcoglu's influenced, you know. Um, so these ones will be Rogers' signings, you would expect, uh, ones who has influence on it. So he doesn't have a great track record of buying players. No, he doesn't. He well, it's okay. Lawwell's sons, Lawwell's sons buying the forest. That's okay, isn't it? I mean, that seems sensible. Uh, well, let's yeah. get back to them. What was the conversation that Rogers had with the board that made him come back? I really did they, liked. Was it? Did they, they just come back for his ego then? You know what I mean? Well, he did say that, didn't he? That he really we we came on leaps and bounds in the recruitment side since he'd been here. You know, with a nice big video analysis room and stuff. Um, lots of new iPads and iMacs so that was you know one of the reasons he, he, he gave new iPads and iMacs having strings from surround sound foot watching football players duff it <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah okay so okay so we take it from there then is this then this is where they show their they show their their hands or we say like there's an ex Pelly or Alan Shearer, number two, is playing for Celtic. Well, yeah, we have to. Or we just don't believe it's Mikey. We just don't believe it's there. Or just to. No, to... Like, I mean, it's when when Postecoglou was at Celtic. All I think he did in in the transfer recruitment side was was up our like hit. You know, basically one in every. Three signings worked under Postacoglu, and now we're back to the mean of like one in every four seems to work. So you know that's all that really happened in my opinion. And to cut the recruitment team some slack, I can understand why they bought Lager Bielka. I mean, Rogers doesn't fancy him, fine, but that's you know that's not a dud signing. He'll probably go and have a decent career elsewhere, I would imagine. So. You know, it's more about the recruitment team or whatever's going on behind the scenes being in sync with what the manager wants and needs, and that rel- that gets you a better hit rate, which I think is what was happening when Postecoglou first came in. So, or you know, certainly his first year, eighteen months, it, and no, that the, that doesn't seem to be there at the sorry, moment. Sorry, you've got that wrong. You've got the manager, the recruitment team, and the manager's agent have to be in sync. Ah, well, exactly. Agency. But I mean, yeah. they're looking at they're looking at your man Aberdeen player, aren't they, McKenna? I'm just like, whoa! I'm like, oh man, this is this is this hurts my just hurts my whole. I think face. I, I also I also think though that there's a lot of, there's a lot of rubbish usually in the papers, but you know, I think don't think we're looking to sign a centre half personally. You know, we've got enough centre halves. Why would we be looking to sign one? So yeah, and why is he wanting? And he's not going to come back. Oh, I doubt he's going to come back to Celtic and drop salary. Well, that's 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 drop that's salary. Jeez, kind of like fifty grand a week to play for Celtic. Oh, come on! I would hurt me. That would doesn't fit in the model. If the, the one thing I would say is like, I'm disappointed that if we were able to find Uranovic and Jakimakis the first time round. I'm I'm disappointed that there's not more of those kind of signings. That whoever made those signings, that seemed like quite a good thing to try and repeat, like the Croatian right back and the top scorer in the Eredivisie, even though in the team they get relegated. Again, these seem like fairly solid. That that seems like a fairly solid bit of scouting, rather than some of the punts from like the second division in Korea. So I don't, you know, I don't know enough about what happens behind the scenes, who the individuals are, but. But yeah, I think the difference from the 
when Postacoglu first came in as those kind of signings, the established European league players um, with a few years' experience who, you know, aren't going to go to the English Premier League, you know, I'd be hoping that we'd be, be able to buy a few more of that type of player. I mean, you, you take, you take, I would certainly take a Moy type of player just for the domestic league, as in, just to give McGregor a, a like somebody a 31, 32 year old that can pass the ball, move it. He's got a bit about him. I take that type of player as maybe in the tail end of his career, mm. a tidy football player. Just to, I mean, McGregor. What is going on, with McGregor? I mean, look like he's just phenomenal. He just doesn't rest. He does not rest. But like, if we lost, like, if we lost, like, let's look at, if we lost, if McGregor went down in the first game they see it first game back you'd be like what you know what I mean so, mm. so that's I'd take one of those type of I thought Moy was a success for Celtic I was really disappointed when he retired so Danny I, Dan so this we'll, we'll think of this up because I need to find my find my children and stuff but the, the fact is Danny what, what we're looking at Danny you're the most positive guy I know in terms of that sort of stuff so you're looking you're just a bit you just have to see, just wait and see for the next 10 days and see if Celtic A do anything. And, it's, uh, it's such a rocky run in December, Paul. We were going to that Rangers game and I just, the confidence just wasn't there, which I'm sure was the same with a lot of people. You know, we were expecting a draw, possibly a defeat. And you're right what you're saying. Like, we did play well, but I think we we got away with it because, um, obviously, your man up front, uh, penalty or whatever but we did have a good couple of chances as well but listen we won we, we were really shaky the last 15 or 10 minutes for it, whatever it was after he scored it's a great um, feeling it's good to win those type of games as well absolutely brilliant like I was bouncing off the walls for a few days after it you know what I, I mean I, I think it's a, it's a it's a wee nasty thing isn't it that's what's got my that's the that's the, the rock in my shoe no, but we know how we know how and, and Mikey said it right it's like how it's a fragile team you know what I mean? Sometimes we turn up, sometimes we don't. And that's that's it. There is a fragility there, which is frightening sometimes. Because you just don't know. Well, you can beat Akilmarnock twice, as you were saying, at the plastic pitch. I you can beat half hearts at Celtic Park. Like, that was like a WTF moment, you know what I mean? What's going on here? <laughs> that, was a, that, was a, that was a dark... That was me just sitting there. I didn't even read anything to listen to a podcast. Couldn't listen to Naismith. I couldn't. Uh, I just was like, no, this is hurting too much. But, and look, we'll see, yep. see if we'd said at that point, right after that Hearts game, if I'd said to you, we will go into the winter break eight points ahead of the Rangers, you would have, you wouldn't have believed me firstly and you would have bitten my hand off. So that's the positives. Yeah. What looked like, yeah. what look, we looked like we were in a tailspin big time and we did turn it round and won three on the spin. I guess that, was that the first time this season we did that? Felt like it anyway. Maybe not, but... And especially that St Mirren game. Everything that you said we should have been doing in other games and we didn't do, we actually did it in that game. Yeah, we started yeah, we really, really quickly. Front foot, 1-0, 2-0 up in the first 10 minutes, just blowing teams away, which in fairness was a kind of hallmark of Rogers' team the first time round. So, huh? And Postacoglu as well. So, you know, there's a positive. Mikey, Mikey you've hit your Postacoglu limit for this podcast. <laughs> God almighty. I didn't say Postacoglu, it was Dan that said it, and I was like, all right, I'll say Postacoglu again then. <laughs> right, so we're positive, good, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, we're going to, everything's going to be okay. We ended uh, yeah, it in a Honestly, the harsh defeat, optimistic. the harsh defeat was just like, that was me, I was like, my, one of the wheels in my shopping trolley wasn't working that day, I was like, what is going on, like, Naismith? Oh, I was, only, I, was only, I was only looking at the fixtures there coming up. Like I think we've got is it four home games before the split, and I think it's six away games. I think it is anyway. So we've got a good bit of work to do. You know what I mean? But listen, so it was some like, like managers, but it's, it's these type of managers. But Mikey, it's like uh, uh, Smith and then you've got obviously your commander manager, McInnes. And then you've got your man, what's his face, the Hearts ex-manager? 
Levine. Craig Levine. See, still, there's, play, there's the managers I still want to get lured against. Ever. <laughs> My entire life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. So we better not fall against those guys again. I can only take that once a season. Three times is enough for me, you know what I mean? Jeez, oh. I'll be interested to see if, if Rangers come back from the winter break and, and win at Easter Road. That's all. I'm, that's the first thing I'll be interested in. But, that, again, penalty kicks for nothing. Well, that, we could we'll do a podcast next week and we'll talk about football and we could do that. We could talk about we could do a whole half an hour about the way VR and football's come in and it's made it as we some people thought that it might make it more difficult to get a penalty. It's making it easier to justify any penalty. Anything. Mm-hmm. Did you see Jota going down, the Liverpool player, last weekend? Yeah. After being touched touched by a blade of grass took three steps and fell down and still got a penalty kick for it. What chance have we got of trying to have any rules for Rangers? Because Rangers get penalty kicks for anything. 93 minutes, ball goes in the box, you touch him, right penalty. It's, it's scandalous. That needs to be changed, but if it's not going to happen, all Rangers need to do is keep winning their games. So, yeah, maybe a Montgomery guy will do well and have some fingers crossed. But, uh, <laughs> the way I look at it is Rangers are going to win all the games except the Celtic games that's the way I, I think we should Celtic should start looking at it and it's not it's the right way to look at it I'm just saying you know the way the narrative is usual in Scottish football you know they've got this amazing manager now and they're on a tear up and you know Celtic have to be you know scared of them but ultimately they're eight points behind and they've got to go and win those games that brings its own pressure so let's see let's see what they do I don't think he's an amazing man. Sorry, I, I, I don't. My word, my view is not. He's not amazing man. He's a competent manager, uh, and that, that, that. that just doesn't allow us. We've moved away from Michael Beale territory. We've moved away. From, you know, I mean, it just it means that we need to be sharper. And I can't be off hearts to nothing at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Aye, and Joey St. Johnson and Joey Hibbs and Joey Motherwell and you know. Yeah. What I mean? Can't we have that sort of? We can't have that run, and that's the reason why I went through the team. Who are the players? They might not be the best football players in the world. That's like has Turnbull got a character to come on and turn the game? Not sure. Not sure. Is it, it, like we need players that have to really go and pull it out of the bag the next couple of months because it's going to be tough. I think. Just a different type of league from the one we were looking at in November time, you're like, okay, we'll give Rogers the season to see what he can do. But this is he's really got to try and win it. So But actually the other thing about the, the other thing about Celtic losing, which I don't mind Celtic losing, is Dan, you actually do have a a sense of dread, a, a sense of, oh, this could go go wrong for the Celtic Rangers game. And that's a good thing. That's that is a good thing. Uh, that we've got that. It's just the way it comes around, you know. Uh, it, it did make the, the game bigger not because it was a Celtic Rangers game it made the game bigger because we're like right can these players step up and they did do it as Mikey says so maybe, hopefully they take that on to the next couple of games as I'm sitting there at the Cinderella panto Danny <sighs> we, went into, we went into Dublin for the game Mikey and Frank we went into Dublin and the Celtic Sports Club and Paul went to the panto next door the panto. was he? Eating his popcorn. Ooh, behind you. Cinderella. It's more of a musical now. The panto element's gone. 150 years in the gaiety. It's kind of more of a musical. I just sat there like a clown. I'm so the same, son. Every year, Mikey, without fail, Rachel books the panto. And it's it's uh, Celtic just came. And every year, Dan texts me saying, where are you? I'm like, I want the panto. Every year he just takes another shot at my manhood. <laughs> <laughs> and having having Frank just laugh and laugh in their pints. And they're all happy. And even a word with Rachel, because she obviously books the panto at the same time as the game. She looks to yeah. see when the game is first, then goes and books she that. She gets a so, fixture yeah. list, I know. Aye. I, 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 I text it to her. <laughs> 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 well, fantastic, guys. Thank you so much for giving the effort tonight. Hopefully, we'll meet up next week. Have a look. We'll see. See, maybe things will happen. We'll, we'll meet up next week and uh, we'll have Best a chat. Transfers. Yeah. About transfers. Mikey Galloway's thing. Special. 
Mickey Galloway's in. Mickey Galloway's in. We bought Shanklin. We bought Shanklin, so they don't buy him. <laughs> God. Morelos. Morelos has come in to play for Selig. All the joy, isn't that me? Right, fantastic. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Mikey. Take care. Cheers. All the best. See you Good later, boys. Bye.